Welcome to Sunday morning at First Presbyterian Church. I'm Pastor Danny Deeth, and in response to the events of the amazing resurrection at Easter, it now becomes our job to discern how we respond to the events of Holy Week and Christ being raised from the dead. We are to discern how we are being led to live, to change our lives, to care for others, to welcome others to Christ's table. This is our call and our challenge. Let's do this together. Come on in. The first scripture reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, the various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is taken from the book of Acts. We are in Acts 15, and we will start with verse 19 and then run 22 through 29. Again, that is Acts 15, 19, and then 22 through 29. Listen for the word of the Lord. Therefore, I have reached the decision that we should not trouble those Gentiles who were turning to God. Then the apostles and the elders, with the consent of the whole church, decided to choose men from among their members and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the believers of the Gentile origin in Antioch and Syria and Sicily, greetings. Since we have heard that certain persons who have gone out from us though with no instructions from us, have said things to disturb you and have unsettled your minds, we have decided unanimously to choose representatives and send them to you, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials. 
that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what is strangled and from fornication. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well, farewell. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So today we are talking about the Spirit's connectedness and how we are indeed one community. So I share these pensive thoughts for you. I recently found out that the origami school in our community is about to close for good. I'll update more on this as it unfolds. What kind of neighborhood was Monty Python's Ministry of Silly Walks located in? A gated community. I went to a faith healing session at the local community center last night. It was absolute rubbish. Even the fellow in the weird chair got up and walked out. And finally, for 4th of July, about our community here, how do Calvinists or Presbyterians set off fireworks? Pre-detonation. Thank you. You can boo. It's okay. One time only. Just then. So, this passage, that Corinthians passage that Paul writes to that church that is divided in Corinth, that is having trouble finding its way, what does Paul say in this 12th chapter to set them on the right course, to set them forward together? And Paul says many things in many ways, but here specifically he said, guess what? You have been given everything that you need and it is not for me to tell, it is the Spirit's work that leads you forward. In Sunday school for the next, uh, for the rest of July, the next four sessions, we will be talking about different aspects of the Presbyterian church that will dovetail the scriptures and the message here. So we talked at Sunday school about what makes a Presbyterian. Predestination, detonation was one of those that we talked about, saddled with our Presbyterian understanding, fair or not, it is. But the overarching theme for today's conversation was that the Holy Spirit can do more with all of us together than any individual. And the understanding is that while we all have the Holy Spirit within us, which is a gift, and first you have to think about how amazing that is. God's Spirit, that is the Spirit of the risen Christ, is inside of you, given to you. It is God's presence within your soul and your life, and it leads you and loves you. All of those things that we talk about at Pentecost, reasons that we celebrate the giving of the Spirit. It is God's presence alongside you that will never leave you. It convicts you when we stray. It empowers you to spread the word. It encourages you 
to love one another in Christ's name and more than encourages, it equips and empowers you. Those are just some of the gifts of the Spirit. Each of you, each of you has been given gifts. You don't think you have? Wrong. You may not have identified the gifts of spirit within you. We can help you with that. Come, let's, let's explore that. But each of you as a created human being by God has been empowered with gifts of the spirit to proclaim the love and grace of Jesus Christ. All of us. Paul says, your church is a mess in Corinth. There's so much that is dividing one another. Glad we're past that. But I'm telling you, the remedy is not some magical equation I'm giving you. Paul's saying you've already been given what you need. Each of you are a piece of that completed puzzle in God's eyes as only God can see. And we all know, as we have tried at our house, a string of puzzles lately. We even set up a separate table. But we have cats and a dog. So we always get there. We always get finished. And there's always one or two or three pieces missing. And we see the dog eating them. Fall off, gone. That puzzle can't be complete because the pieces are missing. You are the pieces of God's love and grace here at First Presbyterian, in this community, and in the world. Each of you, I'm talking to you, on your couch, in your seat, at your home, you've got your cup of coffee, we're glad you're with us. You are a piece of the puzzle. Nobody is insignificant, not one of you. Even if you think you, you're, you're not sure where you are on this Christian journey, you are loved and you are empowered by the God who created you. That, friends, is good news. We talk about all of us working together why did we commission this young lady to go and be a leader in the world? Because she's taking her gifts, her puzzle pieces to Montreat for the puzzle of the next couple of weeks for the youth who will come. She'll put her puzzle with the other adults and all of the youth and all of that that will come together to prove a spirit-filled experience for the youth who will go. I know we experienced that, we've already been as a youth group, as a presbytery, and it was beautiful. We are connected by the Holy Spirit and the Spirit can do more with all of us together than any one piece of it. It comes back to this understanding we talked about before that yes, you absolutely have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but that is not where it stops. You have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because you are in connection with a larger community. Nobody in the Bible, all of our heroes in the Bible were not called to go away and God loved them and then they went about their own business. Every time God went to someone in the Bible, it was to then go and have some effect on the community of which they belonged. 
I think we believe that community is important, but as I said this morning, I think it's farther down our list of priorities. I'll do my thing. I love Jesus. I'm covered. Go about my business. Every once in a while, come to church, do my thing. But the Spirit has more for you. The Spirit has more for us. How can we be the church we are called to be if we are not bringing our pieces together here? How can we then go into the world from within this place to transform and build the kingdom as God would have us do if we are all not united and bringing our gifts together to be called out for those who don't think they're loved, for those who think that they are not welcome, for those who are marginalized and things that have to change. In this nation, how does the Constitution start? I, the king, decree. I, the president, shall decide. Or even we, the Congress, rule everything. Nope, what is it? We, the people. We, the people. Our church is the same. There is no hierarchy with one person saying, you go do this and you go do that. We do this journey together through the power of the Spirit. And if we are not a part of that, then the work isn't being done. If you say, boy, I wish our church would X, Y, and Z, the next question needs to be, how are you seeking to address that problem within your church? Boy, my community, boy, I wish X, Y, and Z. How are you as a person of faith, how can we together as a community then go into the community and make some changes? How can we get together with our Christian communities and then make larger changes in the world so that all will know they are called, loved, and special in God's eyes? Well, it doesn't happen because we often stop with our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm good, I'm in, check me off. But that's not it. You are not checked off. Our faith is ongoing. Our journey is ongoing. That refiner's fire is always working us as individuals and us as a Christian community. And we cannot do it without everybody involved. Why do we have hundreds of peoples on our rolls as all churches do? And yet there's a small percentage that comes and participates. Why? What would happen if those people came that are even on our rolls? Everything, children's ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry, older adult education would change in a moment and we would be more empowered to have more impact in the world and we would see Christ moving. But we don't. We make our excuses. We make our defenses. It is simply less important to us, period. We have no problem finding time for the things that feed us and want you to be fed and do the things you love. But God should be at the core and church should be at the core. We are about community and the spirit calls us to be together, not take our gift and run and go skippy yippy with Jesus down the river walk. 
you can celebrate your faith and be happy, and, but that's not where you stand. You come back and say, what can we do together? What can we do as a people, as a nation? Whether you can physically come here or not, you are a part of God's body of Christ and we are being called, as we talked about last week, going out in pairs and doing missionary work. But this is a bigger piece of that. God's spirit connects us and expects us to work together even when we don't want to. Even when I think you're wrong, even when you think I'm wrong, which I never am. Welcome to working with people in any group, anywhere, 101. It is the diversity. Why didn't the Holy Spirit give everybody the same gift? Well, because we need a lot of different gifts to get these tasks, this ministry, this love out into the world. And it takes us all to do it together, which means we have to respect each other's gifts and celebrate the diversity of how God has called and works within each one of us. That is the joy of community. You're not in this on your own. You don't have to carry the weight of the world yourself we're here to do it together. We can lift so much more. We can celebrate so much more together than we can on our individual selves. So today we are being called to this table, this table that is called communion, same root word as community. Jesus didn't take the disciples one at a time out behind the table at dinner, sit with each one of them, say, this is my body broken for you, here's the blood broken for you, go. He did it as a community, as a family. We don't do sacraments in our Presbyterian tradition apart from the family because it's that important that each of us come and use the gifts that the Spirit has given us. And we operate as a family to come to this table. And it's not just for us, it is for you too, whether you are here or not, you are a part of this table and we invite you to come and participate in the ways that you can being at home. It is Christ who sets this table, a table that has room for all because God created all. All are welcome to this table, does not belong to this church, but to Christ and Christ has set this table and says, come, be a part of this. Let's celebrate the feast together. A feast that reminds you how much I love you. A feast that says how much I am with you in a feast that then leads us out into the world to share with those who are so hungry for what this meal provides. God's people, which is all of God, are welcome here. So come, taste and see that the Lord is good.